sermon podcasts come to you from Christchurch Cathedral in the Anglican Diocese of Fredericton in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada. This is a version of a sermon delivered by the Dean of Fredericton, Jeffrey Hall, on the third Sunday after Epiphany, January 21st, 2024, entitled, How Many Words? Listen to podcasts by visiting the Watch and Listen tab on our website at ChristChurchCathedral.com. Search Christchurch Cathedral Fredericton podcasts on the web. Or find us listed on TuneIn Radio, Apple, Google, Podchaser, or Spotify podcasts. Subscribe using your favorite podcatcher. God said to Jonah, get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. If you haven't yet had the opportunity to watch any episodes of The Chosen, the uh, series of films, you may actually want to take a look. It's now into season four, and what's fascinating to me about it, apart from all the YouTube chatter about how it misrepresents the life of Jesus and his disciples, is despite those criticisms for not being exactly on the mark, as Scripture might uh, describe both Jesus and his disciples, um, it is able to captivate its viewers and draw them deeper into the stories of the life of Jesus. The Chosen does take some literary license by creating backstories that are very entertaining. Often from just a few verses of Scripture, a whole narrative comes to life that most of us never thought would be possible. And I mention that because it reminds me of how the Chosen builds a story about the family fishing business of Zebedee with his sons, disciples, James and John. Mark says, they left their father in the boat with the hired men and followed him. And so it's amazing what can be done with just a few carefully chosen words. I don't know whether there's any historical evidence that James and John were in a fishing business with their father Zebedee, but it certainly isn't unreasonable to think that that would be the case. Several years ago, the Christian Century magazine opened a competition to theological thinkers of the day, whereby they were challenged to tell the gospel in seven words or less. Meg Janista of the Center for Excellence in Preaching remembers 
some of the submissions. Scholar Martin Marty offered, God, through Jesus Christ, loves us anyhow. (laughs) Professor Beverly Gaventa entered with, In Christ, God's yes defeats our no. Pastor Martin Copenhaver's contribution was, God gets the last word. (laughs) Mary Carr's, we are the church of infinite chances. And Nadia Boltz Weber gives us, we are who God says we are. An interesting exercise would be for us to make some effort to summarize the gospel as we understand it, maybe in ten words or less. We might even use it as a new website tagline. All of that, I think, sets us up to hear the story of Jonah and the city of Nineveh. Jonah is famous, of course, not for his pathetic preaching, but rather for his time in the belly of a big fish. The first two chapters of the brief book of Jonah tells how Jonah does all in his power to avoid God's call to evangelize the great city of Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was an exceedingly great city. Well, Nineveh was also exceedingly sinful. And Jonah had zero interest in being part of saving a sinful city from the anger of God. After several attempts to run away, including a ship ride from Joppa to Tarshish, in the other direction, in the midst of a storm, he's thrown overboard when his shipmates agree that it's he that's at fault for the storm. Eventually, the fish burps Jonah up on the shore, a three days' journey from the outskirts of Nineveh. He finally proceeds reluctantly to do what God called him to do, speak to Nineveh. Now, one might think that having experienced grace upon grace being thrown overboard in a storm, scooped up by a whale and planted safely on the shore, that Jonah would be singing at the top of his lungs, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. 
But instead, when he finally opens his mouth, the best he can do is rock bottom, bare essentials. Eight words. Actually, only five in the original Hebrew. Forty more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. So his sermon was minimal at best. The very least he could get away with. His delivery could have used some work. With an abundance of source material and more than enough reason for praise, gratitude, and testimony from his own life, I don't know, an illustration or two might have been helpful. Instead, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Jonah's disobedience and avoidance shows his hatred for all that was bad in Nineveh. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Jonah certainly had no intention of being part of God changing his mind about destroying a great and sinful city. In a series of lectures in 1991 at Acadia Divinity College titled The Vocation of Jonah, author Eugene Peterson tells about early days in ministry when he set out to find a new church. Sorry, to found a new church. One with a membership that matched his passion and vision for community in a world that was turning its back on the church. And he says, I had visited Joppa and bought my ticket for Tarshish. What he discovered several months in was God had put him in Nineveh. When I looked down on my congregation, says Peterson, I saw people who, when they listened to my words of wisdom and enthusiasm about the faith, paid me attention similar to when I talked to my dog. <laughs> These were nice people, he says, but my words meant nothing to them. I was standing in the middle of Nineveh. Eight words, and Nineveh believed. Lock, stock, and barrel, they turned to the Lord. And if you read the rest of the book of Jonah, and it won't take very long because there are only a few chapters, the king of Nineveh rose from his throne, put on sackcloth and ashes, issued a decree for all in the kingdom to turn from their evil ways. And, he said, who knows? Maybe God will change his mind. 
And God did change his mind. And Jonah was angry. What's amazing about the Jonah story is not what Jonah did, but what God did. In the end, Jonah's greatest sin was not absolute disobedience, but half-hearted obedience. Peterson says, How sad it is that we can be half-hearted in sharing the grace we've known, the hope that is in us. How sad it is that we can be half-hearted. So maybe we're more like Jonah than we want to admit. Jonah is worth hearing about because it reminds us just how uncooperative we can be. Jonah did his darndest to avoid his call. I wonder how many words God requires of me. I wonder how many words he requires of you. And I wonder about all the ways and the excuses we make not to say them. So perhaps our prayer could be that when God calls us to speak, we will. With or without us, God will tell stories of grace. With or without us, God will bring redemption to those who need it. With or without us, God will offer salvation to those who are lost. With or without us, God will do what only God can do. Turn souls to repentance. Death to life. Feet to dancing. Spirits to song. Christchurch Cathedral is located at the corner of Church and Brunswick Streets in Fredericton, New Brunswick. We're always pleased to welcome visitors and guests. For information on programs and worship times, visit ChristChurchCathedral.com. Send us a message by email at office at ChristChurchCathedral.com or contact the church office by phone Monday to Friday 9 to 12 noon at 506-450-8500. We'd be pleased to have you visit. Thank you.